0: I met like, um, some cool guys at Oklahoma, like I said, and one of my one of my buddies, uh, he was like, because I was telling him, I was like, I think I'm just going to go live in my car for a while. Um, I was like, I really just like uh, like really like running trails and stuff, and I don't really know what to do uh, do now. And so he's like, you should go to Moab, Utah. And I was like, sounds good. So I packed up all my stuff in my car, and I drove out to Moab, Utah, and I lived in my car. Um, and I was just like running trails out there and uh, living in a tent.
1: That was David Kilgore. I'm Chris Chavez. And on behalf of my co-host, Leanne Sherrick, welcome to episode 19 of Runners of NYC. Before we get to our latest episode, a reminder that this show is brought to you by the 2019 New York Roadrunners Virtual Pride Run 5K. Be a part of a monumental celebration as the world marks the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Uprising and a half century of LGBTQIA plus liberation. Sign up for the free that's right, free New York Roadrunners Virtual Pride Run 5K powered by Strava and run at any time between June 22nd and June 30th. Run the virtual race and be a part of the movement, even if you don't live in New York City. I actually love seeing that we've got a lot of listeners from all across the country who are interested in these New York stories. So show your pride and your support by signing up and running the 5K distance anywhere and anytime. Again, that's between June 22nd and June 30th. Leanne and I are planning to do it, so you should too. Uh, so you can register for the New York Roadrunners Virtual Pride Run 5K now at nyrr.org slash virtualracing slash runnersnyc. On that same site, they've got more details, and they have limited-edition Pride sunglasses that you can wear with Pride to your virtual race. Again, you can find all the details at nyrr.org slash virtualracing slash runnersnyc. I'll include that link in the show notes. Our guest for today's show is David Kilgore. He is one of the most talented distance runners in New York City. He runs for the New York Athletic Club and for On Running. He was a high school standout in Florida before a series of events in his life led to stops at the University of Colorado, Florida, and Oklahoma State for college. Very rare that you get three colleges uh, to use your NCAA eligibility at, but that's David. Uh, So he found marathons and trail running very shortly thereafter, and he spent time living out of a van and making more stops in Utah, Arizona, and eventually New York City. So we hear all about that journey and most recently, David just finished 82nd at the 2019 Trail Running World Championships out in Portugal. They happened this past weekend, uh, and but we recorded this before that, so uh, we preemptively congratulated him on winning. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. But we talk a little bit about what it meant to put on a USA uniform for the first time. So we discuss all of that and more on this episode. So without further ado, here is David Kilgore. We are here with David Kilgore. I am super excited for this episode. David, thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you guys for having me.
1: So, anyone who knows you, I guess would be very easy to tell that you're not originally from New York. It's just it's the the accent, the the slow s- talking, you know, southern drawl I guess that you've got <laughs> going on. Uh you're, and you've got the tattoos to show for it on your arms, Palm Bay. That's right. Tattooed on your arms. Tell us I guess like what it was like growing up in Florida and what is it that I mean what is Palm Bay like?
0: So Palm Bay is definitely a different than New York. <laughs> definitely a very interesting area, just to, I guess say the least. Um, it's just like a mixture of I guess, like city, I would guess. Um, I put that in quotes because uh, <laughs> it's nothing compared to like New York. Um, that's kind of more of where I lived. Um, and then like 15 minutes away, it's like very like woodsy and like country and like a bunch of like redneck guys like live over that way. And then probably about like 20 minutes North, it's more of like, I guess like the, the richer area of like Brevard County. Um, but yeah, so I live like kind of like right in the middle of everything. Um, I feel like it's like kind of like a melting pot of a little bit of everybody, um, right in the middle of Palm Bay. Um, a lot of Hispanic, uh, Caucasian people, uh, African American people, all all mixed in there, um, but yeah, I grew up grew up there, 15 minutes from the beach, uh, but was in the woods a lot. Uh, one of my good buddies I hung out with all the time is more from his p- place called Grand Valkyria. Um, and that was like more of I guess like the woodsy like rednecky area. Um, but spent a lot of time with him, so playing in the swamps and. Messing with alligators and all that. Yeah, I was just going to say, your Instagram is either pictures of running or pictures of alligators
2: and swamps and outside.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But what I noticed on your bio page from Colorado, it says that you were born in England. Is that right? That is true, yes. Uh, That's a very little known fact about you. I I I didn't
0: know that. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, yeah, I have like two birth certificates, which is random.
1: Um, what's your actual birthday and how does that work?
0: (laughs) Um, uh, Are you you in
2: witness protection?
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh, But yeah, I was born over there because my dad was in the military. Uh, But then we moved to Florida uh, shortly after because he pulled out of the military and all of his family. So my mom was originally from Florida um, and then my dad's originally from Alabama. um, And a lot of his family moved down to Florida because I feel like that's the thing to do And I guess like People get older and stuff. Everyone moves to Florida. Retirement. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, with New York especially, it's like you hit a certain age, you become sixty-five or seventy, you retire, and by law, I think you're required yeah. to go down to Florida. Florida yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, growing up in Florida, what what sports did you get into when when you were super young? And it seems like you've uh, been running since a really young age.
0: Yeah, so I was uh, I was into a lot of sports. I feel like when I was younger, um, most of my friends were into like football and basketball. Um, So that's kind of like, I guess what I grew up playing majority, like in my neighborhood. But um, I was on like a team wise, I played a lot of soccer, which I feel like is very normal for distance runners.
1: And how good were you in those sports?
0: Um, I said it was like pretty decent. Uh, I was definitely like a lot better in soccer. Uh, Basketball and football was like so tiny that I just like get run over. But I was like a little agile in the neighborhood. And then once I got older, I was like way too small to do anything.
2: Um, when did you get into running? I know you were pretty good in high school.
0: Yeah, so I first got into running um, because of my dad. So he was like, he got really into like weightlifting and it was like getting swole, you know? And uh, uh, So he's getting all juiced up. And then he was like, oh, I, I'm like uh, small and uh, I'm like really big now. I kind of want to like just like trim down and be um, be fit or just be like cut. So he started like doing this like mile loop and I was like in fifth grade and whenever I'd go and visit him, uh, cause my parents didn't live together. Um, I'd be like, dude, like take me with you. Like, let me do this. And nobody in my family had ever run or anything. So they're like, no, like kids, like don't do this. This is like weird. And it's like too much for your body and stuff. <laughs> and, um, so yeah. So then he finally let me do it. And I was just like, he was running like probably like a 10 or 11 minute mile. And I was like hopping all around because I was like always like playing outside and being athletic and it wasn't too big a deal and then kind of after that I started running and um, I started going to a gym with him and running like a few miles a day um, after I started running and this lady uh, saw me running on a treadmill and just like came up to me and was like oh you look like you're like running pretty well and I was like super shy and I was like okay like 40 year old lady. I was like, I don't know. I was like, you want to talk to my dad? Like, uh, and um, yeah, kind of after that uh, I was introduced into my high school coach and he was like a really like renowned coach in the state of Florida and uh, ended up giving me an opportunity to, to attend like a, uh, like a fancier high school. It was like a private school. Um, Holy so th-
1: Trinity, right? Holy
0: Trinity. Yeah. So through, uh, through my running and everything, it was like great. Kind of like got me into the school and I didn't have to like pay like uh, a huge amount of the fees. Cause it was like, Crazy to go there. Just like it's like twelve thousand dollars, I think, a year. Wow. Um. So I didn't really have to pay, and also just because my like parents like financial situations. Um. So I basically I got to go there for uh, a really small amount of the price, which is great.
1: So then, at what point does success started to hit you really as a junior? Because I was looking at some of your stats as like one a sixteen hundred meter title as a junior, and then a senior one a cross country final champion, I guess, as a senior. PRs in high school were 800, 159, 1600, 420. Uh, three, at 3K, you were 848, 5K, 1450. I mean, just running 1450 as a high schooler, it seemed like long distance was your thing from that young of an age.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I feel like I always like wanted to... I don't know. Like I was like always competitive, and as soon as I started running and like enjoying it, uh, I was I would see all these guys in the state, and I was like lucky enough for just where I was at, and a lot of the people in my county were making big moves, and um, just actually we just talking about. I feel like so we were just talking about Dan We He just set the the mile world record with his dog actually, which is really cool. Um, but his brother, Derek We Hunt, uh, I feel like at the time Florida was. I mean, still pretty fast and there's like definitely people in Florida history that like made big moves, but I feel like the state wasn't just like deep and I don't know what he, I just feel like when he ran a fast time, it like opened the floodgates to all of these guys in Florida. Um, cause he ran like 15, like 25 or something like in cross country on this race called FL runners. And I feel like before that most guys were like barely going under 16 and everyone was like, Oh my God. And, um, and me being young too, like I didn't. I was the same thing. I was like, I didn't, I didn't really know that the whole world was out there. You know, I was like, if someone breaks 16, they're like the fast guy in the whole world, you know? And uh, so yeah, he ran like 15, 25 and everyone was like, Holy cow. And then I feel like after that, the state just like, just like kind of like got really fast for like a, a while um, and in distance running at least. Um, but yeah, after that, there's definitely a few guys on my team that was even running well. Um, his name was like Kyle Cook. I looked up to him a lot um in high school uh, he actually went to columbia in new york too which is cool um but yeah chasing down those guys and being in my community as well like a lot of people came to a park we trained out during the summer so it was like definitely a really big community aspect and um probably that was my favorite time in high school even if i wasn't the fastest it was the time when i like everybody like i feel like every school had like their people in the park and i was just like in the mix of things like trying to like compete and like be up with these guys and work out with them so it's like a bunch of fun
2: that's awesome um did you so then it seemed like you knew that this running was gonna if it took taking you through high school you assumed it was gonna take you into college
0: oh yeah that was like always my goal I feel like it was like one of those like aspirations like I was like oh like I always want to like I don't know. I feel like it's like like as a like kid too like um not that anything's like impossible, but I feel like you realize like standards a little bit more as you get older, but it's like always this thing. You're like, Oh, like I want to be like on Olympic team. I want to be like uh, the best in this. I want to be on the best in this. Um, and I feel like just like slowly moving up in the ranks, like in, in high school, I just feel like it's like always like an ambition. And, uh, it was like so much fun. Uh, I mean b- being in high school too, like a lot of the running was just like so fun. Uh, just I feel like it was in like, as like Pressure or like uh, everyone was like fun, like you yeah, had like pizza parties and like all this stuff, so it was like good time.
1: People who know you now would just kind of assume that if a course is really tough, then and like and it's a long distance, it's better suited for you. But going back to like cross country days, cross country is a sport where you know you have to battle you know the hills, sometimes the humidity, and it's pretty it's more about racing as opposed to time. And for you I guess what what do you remember I guess about your first couple cross country races because those are some of the races where that was the first time you were kind of in this element that you now thrive in.
0: Yeah, I would say I would agree with that. I think like endurance like comes a little bit easier to me now whereas it was like a lot worse then. Um oh, I thought, so it was
1: never always
0: No, the- <laughs> no, like when I first did my few long runs I was just like getting like roasted. Like if I ran over like eight, nine miles, I was like, this is the worst thing. I was like, I made such a bad decision. <laughs> like, uh, uh, But I feel like the speed like came a little bit easier for me uh, at the beginning. Um, and then just like, I feel like I guess like grinding a lot over the years and miles. And um, it's something like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know when I see something that like I'm bad at or it's like more challenging, it's kind of like fun. Um, so when that was like happening, I was like, "Oh, like these guys are like roasting me. I keep getting like dropped on these like ten mile long runs, and or I feel like I'm going like throw up all the time in like the Florida heat." And uh, so I feel like that was like something like I focused on and like helped me improve a little bit and grow a lot more, especially at the beginning. Um, just because I feel like most of my background was like more track based, and even when I first started running, until like I met my high school coach, most of my workouts or like my running training or whatever was. Just like insane, like fast work. Like I would, uh, I would go out and run. Like every other day, I'd run like a mile or something. But then, um, like two days a week, I or three days a week, I'd be running this like workout. Because um, in middle school, I was running the mile, the eight hundred, and the quarter mile, um, and that was my workout too. So I'd race that like on a Friday, and then like Monday and Wednesday, I would do the same thing, but I'd be like <laughs> racing it by myself. Um, So it was just like all really like heavy speed base, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. It was like all all out stuff and uh, that was kind of it. So um, yeah, the distance stuff came a little bit rougher for me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What do you remember about your first cross country race that you won?
0: Hmm. I actually remember the first one I won. I remember the first road race I won. Uh, I was like super pumped. (laughs) How old were you? Uh, I was in eighth grade. Uh, I first got into road racing because um, the same thing. I like met my coach. Like I feel like going into like eighth grade, and I was like running like five k's like almost every weekend. I was like, "This is awesome." Uh, <laughs> Not much has changed. Yeah. <laughs> the races have gotten longer, but <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I was like, "This is like so fun." And yeah, when I won, I ran like I ran like eighteen thirty-five. This race called the Curtain Call. I think they only ran it at one year.
1: The <laughs> first and only champion.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, yeah, Course record forever, you know? <laughs> and, uh, uh, but yeah, I was just like, so like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is wild. Like I can not believe it won a race. Um, but yeah, it was like super cool. Um, just because I remember like when I first started doing that stuff is like seventh grade and like a year prior, I ran like 2230 and I like threw up and like all this stuff, <laughs> and, like the 5k and, uh. Um but yeah, so it was awesome. It was like I feel like my first uh sign of like good improvement and I was like, wow, this was like the best feeling to like work hard and I feel like I was like winning.
1: So then you ended your career at Holy Trinity with those impressive PRs. What was the recruiting process like? Because then eventually you end up at the University of Colorado where I mean, for people who are familiar with high school or cross country running, a lot of you know Young high school kids Grow up reading Running with the Buffaloes And that's what they dream of They dream of Like I want to run for The University of Colorado And I want to run under Coach Mark Wetmore Was that The case for you Or how did you end up Becoming a buff
0: Yeah so that was definitely uh, Most of the case I mean I didn't really I guess like read the book As much uh, But uh, <laughs> I definitely knew uh, the, Skimmed it Skimmed it Yeah Workout workout Great Whatever Yeah It's like perfect Yeah <laughs> It's mountains Like yeah. Um, but yeah, I just like knew the prestige kind of. Um, so I, I had a few, a few schools. I visited most of the schools, um, that I visited, I feel like were in the Southeast mostly. Um, but I knew of like, uh, like Oregon and Colorado and like, like Wisconsin and Oklahoma State and places like that. And yeah, I just was like, I mean, my main thing, my main goal was like, I was getting better and I was just like so engulfed in running, I feel like, like all the time. I was just like, nothing is like more important to me than running. And, um, it was just cool. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And like, it was like awesome time in my life and such a fun time. And, um, like that's all I wanted to go to school for. And that that's all I was like focused on. Um, and yeah, when I got to go, I had the chance. I visited, um, Florida state, which is awesome. Um, I mean, I would definitely actually love to go to, like, train in Tallahassee someday. Um, Tallahassee is, like, an awesome place to train. Like, beautiful trails, beautiful dirt roads. Um, And then I visited Auburn. um, I visited Colorado. And I visited um, Indiana. And, and yeah, like, when I went to Colorado, I just kind of, like, knew. Um, It just seemed like what I wanted. I, like, wanted a very, like, intensive, like, program. And um, just, like meeting like Mark Wetmore and him like, like going around the campus and uh, also meeting like Heather Burroughs and Billy Nelson. Um, They were just like very like intact to what they were doing and just see like the prestige. And they're like, showing me like all the Olympians, like huge wall, like all Americans, like all this stuff. And, um, and it was also at the time, like I had been in Florida, like I never left Florida. I'd never seen snow Mm -hmm. until like, uh, uh, I was like almost 19 years old. And, uh, And I had only left Florida like two times in my entire life. Um, one time I went up to the armory in New York. Um, and then another time I like went to, or like a couple of times I went to North Carolina for the great American cross country race. Um, but that was it. And, wow. uh, culture shock. And, yeah. Uh,
2: Mountains.
0: Yeah. And so like, that's kind of like, that was like another thing to me that drew it to me um, where I was like. I don't know. I feel like some kids are that way, and I was like that. And I was like, I want to be out of Florida. I'm over it. Like I'm done with Florida. Um, uh, But it's definitely like hindsight because I mean, I love Florida. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, it was great. It was a great opportunity, I think, to go out there and train with them and also see like a new kind of environment and like culture.
2: So to me, University of Colorado, much like Oregon, is such this intimidating level of school where you scared or intimidated going into college knowing that you were going to be on this prestigious
0: team? Um, I guess, I mean, not to I sound arrogant, but like I, like I wasn't, um, I was like more like, I was like excited, but I, I should have probably been more scared overall. Like um, I was definitely like one of those like annoying kids. Yeah, like, you you uh, definitely didn't read the book. Like, <laughs> yeah. like uh, I definitely, I feel like like pushed the limits a little too hard when I got there, and I was like trying to like run with these guys that like I had no business really running with uh, initially when I got out there, and uh, it definitely beat me up a lot. Um, so. Um, Yeah. So I should have definitely, I guess, like drew it back a little bit, but I was just like so excited, uh, overall to get out there. And I was like, I can't wait to train with these guys. I guess it wasn't more of a mindset. I was like, I'm like better than these guys. I deserve to like run with them. Uh, it was more just like, I was like so excited. I was like, I can't wait to train hard. I can't wait to be like running with these guys. I can't wait to be like in super good shape and be fit and, uh, be on the team and stuff like that. So, um,
1: 2013, they ended up winning the national championship and you were an alternate on that, on that squad. What was so special about that year?
0: Um, so I think really we just had like a very strong recruiting class like coming in and everything started like, uh, just clicking into place. Um, I feel like we had like some strong guys on the team as we were coming in, but then I think my recruiting class was like very strong. Um, we had like Connor Winter, Pierce Murphy, Amar Musa, and then, uh, Morgan Pearson ended up transferring in. So I mean, just those guys alone. Uh, I mean, some of their like high school stats were like very impressive. Um, and then having a year or so in the program, they like definitely like juiced up, spiced up a bit. And uh, uh, I think that also like some of the guys that were like on the verge or like making the cusp of the team sometimes uh, were just kind of like almost like laxadaisical a little bit. But they're still really fast. And then like by having these guys come in, um, they like forced him because then they were like um like one of one of the guys like was always on the varsity team got kicked off by like some of these young guys and then he was like this is bullshit like uh he's like i want to make the team like i don't want to be kicked off the team uh, or the varsity team and so like i feel like it even like kickstarted a lot of those guys to be focused and train a lot harder um so i think that all just like evolved into like the team being super strong
1: so how did that work when it comes to i guess there's a with cross country, before you, they announce who's going to nationals, mm-hmm. you got to come up with a short list of, what, seven, eight, eight guys that are going to go. Yeah. How hard was it to get your name on that list of the, the people who were going to be running at nationals?
0: Oh, it's very, very difficult, yeah, um, for sure. Just because, so we have like these two, uh, two races at the beginning of the years. Um, I'm trying to remember actually what it's called. I know the Rocky Mountain Shootout, but I can't remember what the other thing was called. Uh, but so basically we have this like time trial at the very beginning of the year, but it's the same thing. It's, uh, we have the Rocky Mountain shootout. It's like on our home course. Uh, we always have this trail that actually leads over there, but we do workouts on it, prepping, uh, at the beginning of summer to run it. But the, the first race is, um, basically like, like a farlic race, uh, or not like farlic, but it's like a, like a cut down race. So the fast guys lead the pack. And they basically start pushing the pace and pushing the pace until everybody falls off until there's seven left. Wow. Um, and uh, so basically, yeah, it's like a grind. You're like trying. Everyone's like trying to fight to hold on if you're like on that cuss. And then, uh, then at the finish line, they let the youngest guy win. So whoever is the youngest guy who lasts in the group, they let them win the race. Hmm. Um, and then everyone like crossed the finish line basically together, but the guy's like a little ahead. And um, then comes like the Rocky Mountain Shootout and then everyone was like getting after it. And uh, kind of from those two races, um, the team is starting to like formulate. Um, so uh, basically after those two races, people get sent to different places. Either it's uh, to like, like pre-nationals or there's like another race, that's like uh, like Santa Clara or stuff like that. and. So basically you can try to race your way like back. So if someone like has like a few guys have like off races at uh pre-nats and then a few guys have like like ball and races at uh, like Santa Clara or like a other race in like California, then they start comparing times and then everybody races together and that kind of dwindles down to like a top 10. And then everyone like if you're in the top 10, you're going to race at Pac-12s. Um, and then from Pac-12s and kind of like throughout the year and then also like what kind of workouts you've been kind of performing. Um, or, like, how you've been feeling, and then that's kind of it. Like, you're starting to get pulled into, like, regionals and then nationals.
2: Sounds so competitive.
0: Oh, yeah, very competitive. And there's also some guys. Like, uh, there's a guy, uh, I mean, he's, like, a really good coach now. He's Joe Bosshard. Mm-hmm. That guy was, like, a hammer, man. Like, crazy. Like, uh, I don't even know how he did it half the time. But I feel like he was, like, uh, kind of, like, injury prone, at least when I was there. Um, and, but he was always, like, that guy could just, like, perform. They would be, like, towards the end of the season, I feel like Joe was, like, kind of out. And they'd be, like, I don't know if we're going to put him in. They're, like, we're putting Joe in. And then for, like, I feel like three weeks, I feel like his first week he would just be, like, roasted and just be, like, oh, my God, you seem like laying on the ground. Like, you're so tired. And then, like, the second week he would be, like, doing, like, crazy workouts, but he would still be kind of, like, tired. And then the third week he'd just be, like, ripping and then, like, ready to go. And I feel like he'd just, like, put it on in, like, regionals and nationals and just, like
1: when it matters yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) so he was always a solid solid guy um but yeah i feel like there's some guys like that too where it's like you like you know that joe's gonna like i feel like always like hit it home or be there so i feel like some of those guys would be like uh i feel like like a dark horse to kind of like be put on the team at the very end
2: what is one thing or maybe the most important thing that you took away from your time at colorado and being coached by somebody like mark wetmore there's something that you take with you now.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I uh, one thing like I was saying before, I guess is like uh, to I guess, be real with yourself. Um, to like if you're really like tired and beat up, like I mean, there's definitely times where I mean it's still hard to do that when you're just like I want to grind with this guy, I want to get after it. Um, but it's definitely like I think to relax and like be yourself and um, to like also like focus on yourself because overall, if you're just getting beat up day after day. You're just gonna be beat up like in the race like you're not the same as anybody else um, so I think like really like uh, focusing in on your training and then also like um, I think like being confident as well in yourself uh, a story that uh, I really like that uh, mark told us one time was that he he said everybody's coming up to me and always asks me um, of course because he's like insanely good coach. Um, he's like, everyone's coming up and asking me all the time, like, am I going to be the next blah, blah, blah. Am I going to be the next greatest people chaser? Am I going to be the next whatever? And he said, I truly don't know. He's like, so it's like, no, I can't really tell you. He said, he's like, let me tell you a story. So when he was like uh, younger, uh, he first started at Colorado and the the coach at the time like gave him like all the guys that he didn't think were good and they called him like the middle distance runners. Uh, but after a while, he uh, all those guys that he the other coach said wasn't good were beating all the Guys on the other team, and uh, then Mark basically like moved up into the head coach position uh, after a little while, and he said one year is like after a year or so of being in the head coach position, he had these two people that he was just so excited about. There's this one girl, and that. She was like so fast. Like she she had got like third at full locker or something like that, like ridiculously good in high school. And he was like, Oh my God, like I've made it. Like <laughs> <laughs> I got this girl. Like, I'm gonna turn her into the best person ever. Like, uh, like best runner ever and all this stuff. And uh he said this other girl was like pretty good, had like pretty good times and was like a solid runner. And but he was like he was like happy to have her and all this stuff, um, but he wasn't like he didn't think she was going to be like. He said, "Well, the one girl that he thought was like going to be super good uh, ended up quitting after six months, and wow. the other girl that he was like okay ended up being Kara Goucher. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, mm-hmm. so I think that's like another thing. It's like uh, I feel like like having like confidence within yourself and um, always to go after like your own goals and um, just be kind of happy with what you're doing. It doesn't really matter, I guess, to like a lot of other people, but uh, have your goals for y- yourself. Um, and that's like, I feel like what makes people happy and drives people. So
1: after tasting success and, you know, having some time to really learn from some great athletes and some great coaches, what led to the decision to go to Florida?
0: Yeah. So, um, so actually at the time, um, one, my whole plan was to, I was on partial scholarship at the university of Colorado, uh, for running. And then I had, um, some other scholarship for like academics and stuff and then um, I also had partial scholarship for uh, through my dad um, so th- my dad is was in the military he got out like when we all moved back to Florida or whatever but then he re-enlisted and then I don't know how this all links together really um, but after like the whole thing with 9/11 um, there's like this like bill passed um, it's called like post 9/11 GI bill um, but every like every hour, or like every day, or whatever you spend overseas, like when you're in the military. So whenever you like travel to like like Qatar and like all these places, um, uh, he accumulated like uh, you accumulate hours for college. Um, that but so he was like I mean an older guy. He's like I'm not going back to college. Mm-hmm. Like uh, so he could pass it down to his dependent. So I was able to use that like partial scholarship. And when I was at Colorado, my my whole plan overall was to like I mean get there. Keep performing well and move up, and also grow my scholarship. That totally didn't happen, like the exact way. I mean, I did get faster, and it was a great time. Um, but yeah, so like it just didn't add up the way it was, and um, and I was like always like in the financial office and all that stuff, like trying to do all this stuff, and I was like, uh, and just like really expensive. Um, and I was like trying to get like convert to like in-state and all that stuff but it just like wasn't working out and because uh, i think it was like like forty-four thousand or something like that mm-hmm. a year to go to and um so then yeah i was like uh, i was like i'm losing like part of this scholarship um i'm gonna have like to pay this big chunk and uh, i was like i don't i don't want to pay that uh, so uh, i was like i just don't want to have like loans and all this stuff um or like loans that i can't pay off and uh or graduate with and so um when i moved back to florida it was like awesome because it was like really cheap comparatively mm-hmm. it was like I mean tuition and stuff was like t- three or four thousand and stuff like that because uh, I was like in state, and then I also like got granted back some like uh state scholarship that I had in high school um but yeah, so then I uh was getting recruited by I was talking to Florida State and Florida a lot, and um, ended up choosing Florida um, but yeah, so it was a cool time. What was it
1: like being a gator?
0: Oh, it was awesome man. I loved it uh, it was it was a lot of fun uh, just because uh Florida like. I feel like it still like kind of does, but I feel like at the time too, like, um, it was like, they're like very proud, uh, like guys on the team just because like the whole team, I feel like maybe between, besides like one or two guys were pure Florida guys. So they're like, Oh, so like I knew all of them too. Like, uh, I was like, I grew up racing them and like stuff like that. like
2: coming home kind of.
0: Yeah. It was awesome. And, uh, and it was like super cool just cause like they're also, yeah, like we were like racing Florida, we're like from Florida, like all this stuff. And, um, But it was a great time. Like I kind of like went to Florida and I was like a little burnt out Uh, and I feel like I was like, uh, I plan on still competing and stuff, but I just like, I had like a rough going a little bit at Colorado and uh, I was just like, I was like, this is kind of like my resting place almost, which (laughs) sounds like bad, Uh, but but yeah, like when I first got there, I remember I was like, I want to compete. I was like, I want to score a little bit of points, but I was like, I just think I'm like tapped man. Like, I just feel like real tired.
2: So you think maybe that this this decision to go back to Florida that kind of really wasn't a decision like you kind of had to do it, but it
0: actually worked out for you in the long run and turned out to be a really good thing oh definitely, yeah, like um, when I got to Florida, that's how I felt too, like uh like I was saying, like kind of like tapped and then but like for example, I don't know, like I ran fourteen fifty or whatever in high school um and I like right in Colorado, like right before that, I ran like a workout and they're like, can, like run like three 10 Ks with this amount of rest. And I was like, I was like, dude, I'm like toast, but like three 10 wow. Ks. I mean, that's slower than when I was running for a full five K, uh, like th- four years ago. And, um, but then when I got to Florida, the same thing, I was like super nervous, uh, because they said the same thing. They're like, okay, we're running on the golf course, run like three flat Ks and like all this stuff. And I was like. I was like oh my god, like uh, but then after a while, I honestly ran. I mean, still today, I ran some of the best workouts of my life at Florida, um, and it really like I guess like reopened my eyes. It was like a lot of like sharper speed work, but I feel like it like kind of like rewoke my legs, and um, I was like really excited because I felt like I was like wow, I can like actually do this again. Like I'm not like I guess like kind of washed up or whatever.
1: And then Oklahoma State, how does that come into the picture? Because we're
0: we've got a very <laughs>
1: rare case of three colleges for one NCAA athlete.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was definitely a very, um, yeah. Odd occurrence. Um, <laughs> so it was actually, uh, I don't know the best way to, ex- to explain this, but, uh, so I was actually dating someone from Colorado at the time. Um, so, uh, I thought it was going to be a good decision to, uh, I was like, I'm going to move back to Colorado. And, um, at the time, like, I thought that was right, but, um, didn't turn out to be the <laughs> best idea. And, uh, so I ended up, um, running for a year at Florida cause I planned to stay there for mm-hmm. two years. Um, and so I didn't really run track that season, um, because I took so many credits. I took like, I basically almost took a third of my degree, um, for the spring and summer. I took 37 credits in school to finish my degree. Wow. Um, which is actually the best year I did. <laughs> uh, like uh, I got I had like a 3.9 like GPA. Wow. Like, uh, and, but yeah, I finished up. And then of course, like you can probably guess the story, but like we broke up, um, uh, after my, after the spring semester. Um, and then, so I fin, I was like, well, I'm already like enrolled to all this, my summer classes. And I already kind of like pulled back from the team a little bit. And, um, yeah, so I was at a running camp that I worked at for a while. Is like Nike running camps. Um, so I worked at the one in Smoky Mountain for a while. It was in North Carolina. And then they were trying to spruce up the one in New Hampshire. Um, and it was kind of like growing and stuff like that. So uh, me and a couple of my buddies were like, I feel like always like, I don't know, good at camp or whatever. Like, uh, were like funny guys and interacted well with the kids and stuff. So they're like, yeah, you guys should go up there and um, help, help spruce up the camp and like help get it started. They're trying to like build it and need more counselors and stuff like that. So we're like, cool. So we go up there and do it. And, uh, one of the key guys that's always been around, there's like coach Benson and, uh, uh, which is like really cool. He like used to coach like the Florida track club, like back in the day. So mm-hmm. he like coached like Frank shorter and like Marty Lacorey and like all these crazy guys, Florida guys too, right? Yeah. Florida <laughs> guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, and, uh, then there's another guy, his name's Jerry Crockett and he was like, uh, lived in Oklahoma for a long time and. Um, yeah. So he kind of like asked me my plans and I was like, (laughs) I was like, I don't really have any, (laughs) like, I was like, I'm like about to graduate school. I was like, I don't kind of really know what I'm going to gonna do next. And, um, and yeah, so he was like, he's like, well, you have some eligibility left. Would you be interested in running at Oklahoma state? And I was like, yeah. Uh, (laughs) and, uh, he was like, well, um, he said, I can't really like promise you anything he's like because i'm just like some guy there now um he's like but i'll send your send your stuff to dave smith and if he's interested he'll give you a contact and uh, dave smith like contacted me that day and um he got me into grad school in like a day and so i left in the middle of camp and drove to oklahoma um and because school had already started <laughs> and, <laughs> oh my and uh but yeah and then i was like at oklahoma and i was supposed to stay there for a year but then like other other stuff happened in my life uh <laughs> Oh, which is like a little little tricky um, as well. So
2: three colleges kind of trying to acclimate yourself onto three different teams, Was it hard kind of finding your place on the team, feeling like you're the new guy coming in three different times instead of sticking with one team for four
0: years? Um, yeah, I feel like like I don't know, like it it would definitely be like fun and cool, I guess, like to to have done that as well. Um, uh, but I really, I guess I like, didn't have like, uh, a pro- too much of a problem with that. Like, um, like all the Florida guys definitely, I kind of like knew them already. So like, uh, there, I feel like it's like very welcoming and, uh, like a cool place to be. And then, uh, being at Oklahoma too, like the team was like, I, and I feel like it's something that like, they pride themselves on as well. Cause like at first which i really like oklahoma but like many people are like like oh you're going to oklahoma you know uh, like not the school but like just like the state you know? that's what i'm
1: thinking what was did you like stillwater i'm I like for me i've never been to oklahoma but it's just like oh you're going stillwater i would it would take a lot for me to get excited
0: yeah. <laughs> i loved it man it was cool like just because like uh, and like i said i think that's what they pride themselves on and what uh it's just like the team was so close and tight knit that like once i got there like it was just so fun it was like almost like like uh like i feel like almost being like on a high school team again i feel like where it was, everyone was like very like tight knit everyone just like wanted to have fun and do this but there was like guys that were just like ripping um and like wanted to work hard it wasn't as like i guess like competitive and like cutthroat um but like uh i feel like everyone was like just like more tight knit and but like was like trying really hard um but yeah, it was it was awesome there. I really enjoyed Stillwater and it kind of the same thing. Like uh, I was like going to school and uh, just like hanging out with my friends on the team. And then uh, so I, I feel like there was like always like a little bit something to do. Even though it's like definitely more of a smaller smaller place. Um, and there's tons of dirt roads everywhere, so it was like beautiful running. Um, but yeah, and my rent was like mad cheap. <laughs> it's like 150 bucks a compared month. to
1: New York. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that's probably what people are wondering. It's like we've gotten like thirty minutes since this podcast. Is like when does this guy get to New York? We haven't gotten to that point yet, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. Uh, you finished your college career after Oklahoma. What are your feelings, I guess, toward running, and I guess just toward what you'd have accomplished in the sport at the time? Because it seems like you this is something you've been doing for a long time, and you still it, it's just always hard to get rid of that competitive edge,
0: right? Um So also, I guess, like, at the time of why my time got cut short at Oklahoma, um, my, so I grew up with my mom, my stepdad. Um, Not that my dad wasn't around, uh, but he just, like, he lived on the other side of the state, but he was, like, he was always around and he was, like, communicating with me or whatever. I didn't have, like, a bad relationship or anything. But uh, so my parents invested in, like, this, like, smoothie company, um, which was, like, ended up being, like, a really poor decision. Um, And my stepfather passed away. Um, And so my mom was just, like, stuck with this thing so in the middle of when i was at oklahoma uh i like dropped all my classes and picked up online classes and i ended up going home for like two months to help my mom with stuff and like to get stuff like set up and to, like sell this like smoothie business and like all this random stuff or to help her out with that stuff and um and i was like traveling to meets doing that and uh so i was going to stay there a year as well and then my time kind of got cut short. Cause like after that, when the semester ended, I, cause I went back for like a few months after that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of like, I'm out of this man. Um, I was like, I don't really want to do this anymore. And I kind of like dabbled a little bit in trail running. Um, and that was kind of it. I, I met like, um, some cool guys at Oklahoma, like I said, and one of my, one of my buddies, uh, he was like, cause I was telling him, I was like, I think I'm just gonna like, go live in my car for a while. Um, I was like, I really just like, uh, like really like running trails and stuff. And I don't really know what to do, uh, do now. And so he's like, you should go to Moab, Utah. And I was like, sounds good. So I packed up all my stuff in my car and I drove out to Moab, Utah and I lived in my car. Um, and I was just like running trails out there and, uh, living in a tent.
1: Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what's in moab utah i mean they have like the big ultra race but aside from that what what else was, were you doing out there
0: oh it was like a bad time to go there too because <laughs> like, uh, i go there and i'm like oh this is gonna be great like there's tons of trails and uh, but i didn't know so moab's such a small town that it, it's a very like like it closes in the winter basically there's like like 10 people they live there, <laughs> like,
1: uh, and, uh, and they probably live in houses. They don't live in yeah. their vans. <laughs> Who's
0: this guy who parked in a car? Yeah, and I'm just like, cause I'm like, I was like, I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna like get a job. I'm gonna like work this like odd job for a little while, and um, yeah, I was like, and then I'll try to like jump around a little bit. And that's what I kind of did. I got there and um I got pretty discouraged the first day I got there cuz I was like I'm, I think I'm going to get a job right away. Didn't. Uh, One day. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's only 10 people. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> And then uh the second day I got a job actually. There you uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> and I worked at a, a hotel and uh it's called uh Hotel Moab downtown. If you go to the website, actually, I have like a little like blog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm gonna sh- ask yeah. We're going. I should have found this before.
0: <laughs> uh, uh or like I have like a little ride up or whatever about am like my favorite trail right around <laughs> there. And uh on their website. And um so I was like there like cleaning rooms and stuff um in the hotel and I uh, was just like living out of my car, and so I did that for like about a month or two um and then I signed up for this like hundred k out in Arizona and I was like, all right, I think I'm just done so i I left Moab and I left the hotel and um went down to Arizona, ran the hundred k and it was like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like horrible. Leanne's face right now. She's like, yeah. It's like it a just
2: huge can't. jump. We've been talking about like the 5K in college and now all of a sudden it's 100K in Arizona. Oh, yeah.
0: It was It was so hard, man. I got to like 30 miles and uh, I just like stopped and like sat on a rock and I was like such a bad decision. Uh, but no, it was awesome. It was a really cool race. Um, and yeah, I ran it. Um Ran. I was like still living in my car and stuff. Uh, that night, actually, the woman's. I saw the woman's winner. Uh, I pulled into this like hotel parking lot and just like randomly. I like felt so like she was being so nice to me, and I just like felt so embarrassed. And I was like sleeping in my car, and <laughs> that like uh, she was like because she was, she's like oh man she's like she's you're staying here too. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm staying here <laughs> <Like> at, <the laughs> hotel. at this place. And she's like, oh, wow. Uh, she's, like, uh, she's like, you want some bath salts? Like It feels great on your legs and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, thanks. She's like, yeah, I'll leave it at the front desk. <laughs> she's like, you come down. I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah, I was like, I'm just getting some more stuff out of my car. <laughs> <laughs> Leanne is just dying <laughs> of laughter. I can't believe this. And... Uh, <laughs> And then, yes, yeah, so I just like crawled in my car after she left, like <laughs> slept there. And I picked up the bath like, salts so like the next morning.
2: These will come in handy someday.
0: Yeah. And I was like, I'll use these somewhere down the road. <laughs> First bath I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so I did that for a little while. And then um, lived in Arizona a few months um, down in the Phoenix area. Still in your car? I still in my car. And then um, my mom uh, came to see me and uh, we went to the Grand Canyon together, which was fun um and then after that uh i was like oh i don't know like i was like i don't kind of know if i want to do this anymore and i was like contemplating it because i was just like, i was like by myself all the time and i was like this is, like kind of lonely and even the place i was like i was like not have a lot of cell phone service um so i was like i'm like seriously like by myself and uh and what yeah. are
1: those moments like just to pause real quick when you're by yourself for that long and it's just like especially when with running when it's so it could especially ultra and longer, longer distance running, um, solitude just becomes a thing. And are you talking to yourself? What, what thoughts are you having in your, in your head? And in the, those moments, I guess, where you do get the chance to talk to other people, I mean, what, do you just feel like you have so much to get off your chest or what were those moments like? when you're by yourself, it's just you and your thoughts.
0: Yeah. So that's what I kind of felt like (laughs) for sure. Yeah. Like, uh, I, it was kind of nice, like, every now and then, or, like, uh, I feel like I had, like, some of the best moments when, like, um, I don't know, I feel like it was, like, very, like, cinematic. Like, uh, uh, I, like, ran on this, like, one time. I just, like, I just felt, like, pure joy. Like, I was, like, so excited. Because, like, every day when I get off work and stuff, like, um, uh, I just felt one of the days were so long because I feel like when you don't have a phone you don't have anything else, like, like... I would just like get off work. I had like nobody to talk to, nowhere to be, no like obligations, and um, I would go like hiking and stuff for a while and stuff like that. And uh, the day just seemed like forever. Like, um, but like one of the days, I went hiking and I just like went up this like really like sharp ridge and like I like climbed to the top. And there's this huge blizzard that came through Utah. And, um, I got up to the top and I was like up there and I was like, wow, like this is unreal. And then I just like came like barreling down and I was like basically rolling, like sliding in the snow. And, uh, it was like so exciting, but like also just like so fun. And, um, um, and I was like, wow, this is like the most, and it's just like crazy views like all over, just like some of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. But then like on the way down too, I, uh. This was like at a time I feel like I had like, I had like a break actually, like in like work, um, of like three or four days. So it was like, I didn't talk to anybody. I feel like for like three or four days and I ran into this guy on the trail, like coming in. Cause I was like barreling down this like trail and, um, it came to like a single track and I got back on like the main trail and, um, I was like trying to get around him at first, but then I was like, whatever. And I was just like kind of like walking behind him. And then I started talking to him and I feel like that's, as soon as I started talking to him, I just like wanted to talk like forever because <laughs> I feel like I hadn't talked to anybody in so long. And uh, I was like, tell him everything that's going on. I was like, let me tell you about my life. <laughs> like, <all this laughs> stuff. And, uh, but it was pretty cool. I actually still have, uh, I have his card actually
1: in your wallet. In wow. in
0: wallet. Yeah. Cause I thought it was like fun because, uh, let's see where it's at. Yeah. It's that right there. Um um so he's like talking to me and Whoa. um it's from, from Belgium. Belgium. He's from Belgium. So he's like telling me he's like oh yeah, I'm here with my wife. Yeah, this like strong accent and he's like he's like oh my buddy owns like new Belgian brewery. He's like the guy he's, he's like and and like and, uh, <laughs> and I was like that's insane and uh Like, I don't know a lot about beer, but I knew what it was. I was like, that's pretty crazy. And, uh, and he was like, oh yeah, we're like best buddies. We like grew up together and like all this stuff. And, uh, um, yeah. And so he was like, he's like, oh, he's telling me about like, he has like a big distillery in um, in Belgium still. And he was like, he's like, yeah, it's just run by me and my family, like my kids and all this stuff. He's like, yeah. He's like, here you go. He's like, if you're ever in Belgium, he's like, come sit here or something. gave me his card. And I was like, that's cool.
1: Have you ever gone to Belgium?
0: I never got to Belgium.
1: I should. It's on your list, yeah. yeah. Someone you know there. Do <laughs> you but think he'll remember you if 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 uh... probably not?
0: Maybe. I mean, I mean yeah. I'm the random guy. Exactly. Yeah, like
1: you're the
2: man in the mountain. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. So you were saying, okay, there was mo- the moments where it gets really lonely, and you were doing this for a while. When did I guess you all of a sudden just decide what was next after that?
0: Yeah. So one of my buddies was graduating. Um Uh. What is it called? Basic training. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was graduating in Oklahoma, actually. So I was like, I'm gonna go back to Oklahoma um and see him graduate. But right before that, uh, there's like this rare, like I guess it happens like every decade or about every decade, uh, like wildflower bloom in Death Valley. So like all over Death Valley, there's like crazy like wildflowers that bloom. And I was like, that's awesome. So like I went and checked it out. And uh there's also like an ultra running camp for like adults um that I went to out in California, like near Ventura. So I was there for like four days. Um, and then after that I just like planning on going back home to Florida. Um and I stopped in Oklahoma on the way back to see my buddy graduate. And then yeah, just shot back down to Florida and um yeah, kind of from there. Uh yeah, I was just down in Florida. But
2: so you went you ran a 100k in Arizona, then you went to a, a ultra marathon camp. Do you think there was ever a defining moment that you decided I'm going
0: to run Marathons or ultra marathons, or did that just you just happened upon it? Yeah, so I kind of happened upon it like in uh, in school. So like my a lot of my structure in Colorado was um, so once a week we usually do um, or once a week and once every other week we do these things called medium long runs and then long runs. But all of our long runs it's kind of a staple for like the that program, or whatever. And the long runs are like pretty quick. So they're like six minute pace, like up high, which is like in the mountains. It's like nine, 10, feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably like slightly under that, um, down low, which is still like six, 5,000 feet or whatever. Um, and so then when I was home, whenever I'd go home for like vacation or whatever, like holidays and, um, I feel like, or even summertime, uh, cause I wasn't out there the whole summer. Uh, I would, I'd be running this long runs by myself so I would try to jump in like marathons and stuff like that um, and just like jump in them and then cut out early um, and just run with people. Uh, Because I mean still running like six minute pace through like 20 miles, you're running Mm -hmm. two hours and it's decent pace and and, uh, so yes, I did that a while and then um, I entered into this like random like three day stage race um, on the trails one of the summers and I was running at the time a lot of miles actually. so it wasn't really too far off of what What is running. a lot
1: of miles to you at that time?
0: At that time, I was running like twenty miles a day, wow. um, so like like one hundred forty miles a week almost. Wow. Um, and uh, so I was like, "This is not too far off what I am doing, and it's gonna be cool." Because I was like, I always like loved being on the trail, even when I was like growing up. Like I would always like play on the trails. Me and my other friend would always like look at trails and maps and map out trails to run, and I would like over the summer when uh, I would have, like, a week off or whatever from running. I would, like, do trail maintenance and all this stuff and try to create new trails. And so it was, like, always something that I was, like, super interested in and had fun doing. And um, so I did this, like, stage race, and it was just, like, definitely really fun. I was, like, able to, like, explore these awesome trails and, like, kind of, like, move fast in them still, and it was, like, a lot of fun. But then also, like, it was just, like, kind of refreshing at the time and kind of why, like, overall, like, moved into that category at first um, was it just like helped me take a step back a little bit because I feel like most of my running was like very like structured and very like, um, because even in high school, I feel like the team was like, I mean, still a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong, but like all the schools I went to were like very competitive overall. And uh, it was definitely nice to be like, just around people too that were just like, dude, we're just out here camping. Like mm-hmm. you can go run really fast, whatever. Like I'm doing this, whatever, if that's what you feel like. And it was just like very like lackadais- lackadaisical and like fun. Um, and I really liked the outdoor part of it too. So it's like people camping, having fun. And, um, I got to run like cool trails and so run my mileage. And, uh, I was like, sweet. And then that's kind of like, after I got a taste of that. And then when I like left Florida a little bit, I jumped into some like 50 Ks and stuff. And then, um, and then after I left Oklahoma, I was, uh, I kind of was like, all right, I'm going to try this whole ultra thing. And I really like being on the trails. And, um, I didn't really know, I mean, even at the time, like a few years prior to that, I didn't know trail running existed in a sense of racing. Um, I knew like people trail ran, but like, um, so I was like, oh, this is interesting. And I only, I didn't think, I didn't know that there was also shorter distance trail races. So I was like, this is like awesome. This is going to be cool. And I kind of started getting into ultras.
1: So that kind of like leads us into the question we usually off <laughs> with every guest. How did you end up in New York?
0: Yeah, and so that was like another like interesting path. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> we took a lot of trails, a lot of miles, yeah. three different colleges, a couple trips to and from Florida. But now we're arriving in New York.
0: Yeah, so like when I got back to Florida, I was planning on I was like, oh, I'm going back to Florida. Um, I really like being in Florida, and I plan on staying there. And when I was at camp as well. Usually like when I was at camp, um there'd be like lots of Nike people and lots of whoever. But usually like if I was like in a room full of like 10 people and I would like get a couple people's like phone numbers. I'd be like, oh just like everybody give me the phone number. Um and if I'm ever around the area I'll like contact you or whatever and see if we can hang out. And so I randomly um this girl I knew in high school um I took a bunch of photos just like on my phone. So like nothing like crazy. but she's like, oh, like, I mean, it is also, like, great because, like, I mean, I, I feel like if you're taking a picture of a really beautiful area, it's, like, it's still a great photo. So, like, all the places I remember were, like, very beautiful. So, like, all the photos, I feel like, look pretty great, too. <laughs> and, like, uh, uh, but I feel like a lot of it was because of the beauty of the place. <laughs> and, uh, and so she's like, oh, I've been, like, following your, like, Instagram and stuff like that. And uh, she's like, your photos are great and all that stuff. She's like, I'm actually in kind of a bind. I work for HR for Marathon Photo. Um, would you be interested in like possibly doing an interview to uh, shoot some photos at the Boston Marathon and I was like sure yeah sounds great and uh, so it was like about like two three weeks being back in Florida and um, and uh, or like even less than that probably and um, yeah so I got on the phone she's like you just have to know a little bit about cameras I like looked up with stuff about cameras <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> And, uh, did the interview. It went well. Pick point and shoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I got to look look up stuff about cameras. And, uh, uh, yeah, I did that. I got the job. And, um, I flew into Philly, um, cause I'd never been to the Northeast ever, except for like the camp, mm-hmm. um, which was one time. And, um, I flew into Philly because it was a lot cheaper than flying into Boston. And, um. Yeah. I stayed with, I stayed with this um, lady that I met at the ultra running camp. So I stayed in Philly for like two days, checked out the city. Uh, we ran like some trails and stuff. It's cool. And then I was like driving up and I like hit up a bunch of people that I met at, uh, the camp in New Hampshire, which primarily a lot of people like worked in Boston. Um, so I'm trying to think it's just like Jarek, like Walker, mm-hmm. Molly, um, Metivier, lived there at the time. Um, who else I met? Like, uh, like, like Chris Gobby and guys like that. And, um, so I hit them all up and I was like, oh, am like coming to Boston? Um, I was like, if you guys are around, I'll just come say hi or something. And, um, so Molly texted me back and was like, oh, I actually live in New York city now. And I was like, oh, that's wild. I was like, uh, I was like, <laughs> I'm like driving through New York right now. And, uh, and she was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, she's like, are you staying around for the day? And I had like probably like four days before the marathon. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I was like sure (laughs) (laughs) uh,
2: Worst case I sleep in my car I'm used to that (laughs) Yeah And that's
0: what I And uh, I was driving this Like little like Black beetle And uh, Black beetles in the city You know Yeah And uh, (laughs) And uh, um, And yeah So uh, She's like oh cool Like uh, we can hang out Or something And then I text her back I was like oh by the way I was like I'm not like Some creep (laughs) I was like but I was like, I've never really lived in a really big city or been around them. I was like, and I don't know if it's like cool if I sleep in my car. I was like, so I was, I was like, I was like, is it cool if I like crash on your couch, even though like, I don't know you like, uh, uh and she's like, yeah, sure. That's fine. And uh, Only Molly. and, uh, so yeah, so I went out with like her and her friends, um, that night and then we all like went back to her house and like as a group and we like all spent the night or whatever. And, um, then, like, the next day, uh, she was, like, planning on, like, I don't know how she's planning on getting up there, but she's from New Hampshire. Molly is. And she, she was, like, oh, I'm going to, like, family's, like, uh, someone, like, his birthday party, one of her cousins. Uh, her name's Hope. And uh, so I was, like, oh, cool. She's, like, oh, do you want to, like, Go up there. And uh, because she said at the time, like, she said at the time that, like, she's like, oh, I don't don't know. Like, this guy's just here now, I guess. But, like, uh, (laughs) I've adopted him. He's (laughs) mine. And uh, so I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And so, like, uh, I was like, I never been to New Hampshire. I was going to New Hampshire. And uh, I don't know, my family's like smaller too, so I, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people like relate stuff back to themselves, and I guess that's what I was doing, but like I get up there, and Molly has like a huge family, <laughs> and I'm just like, there's like a house full of like 50 people or whatever.
1: How does she introduce you?
0: And she's people? like, oh, this is like my like friend. <laughs> we met yesterday. Yeah, and it's like we like met, and then everyone's like, like kind of like, what? Like all this stuff, and, uh, but yeah, so i just like cruising around at her family's party. And uh, it was cool, and so like I met like all of her family, except her parents actually, um, who were like they were uh, gone. They had like a trip out in Colorado that they had planned already. Um, and then uh, we go down to Boston. I and Molly went to school in Boston, and that's why I originally that's I was texting her because I thought everybody lived in Boston, which she used to. Um, And so then I like met all her like college friends and everything too. So I like met everybody in like Molly's (laughs) life in like three days. You uh, never had a chance. (laughs) You weren't going anywhere. Yeah. And that was kind of it. And then um, uh, I was like, oh, this is like really fun. And um, I was actually kind of planning at the time too. I wasn't planning on living in New York, um, but I was planning on, um, I never, like I was saying before, I never like lived in a city. I was kind of planning on living in a city or attempting to, um, just to check it out, I kind of wanted to experience it. And my main go-to was going to be Miami, uh, just because it was, I mean, it's, I, I grew up two hours from Miami. Um, and, but yes, I met Molly and I was like, this is awesome. She's great. Um, and as I told her, I was like, oh, like, uh, I was like, I'm probably going to like move to New York and like check it out. Um, and yeah, so like I moved up here and she like, cool. She's like, I'll, uh, said, you can like stay with me for a few weeks, um, until you find a place. And uh, I never left. (laughs) (laughs) I found a place. It's your place. How much,
1: how many actual apartments did you look? Yeah, right?
0: (laughs) None. I was like, wait, I was like, uh, like, you live here too? I was like, oh, that's funny. Uh, But Uh, yeah.
1: How much of a culture shock was New York to you? In terms of just like, it's these skyscrapers, there's less greenery everywhere it's just cars sidewalks concrete it's the concrete jungle as opposed to like actual trails and stuff
0: yeah so like i definitely like kind of had more of a problem with it when i first got here um and i was like like nothing against new york i really love new york now but i was like this place kind of (laughs) sucks like uh, uh i was like i'm not like about it um i was like it's really cool and i appreciated it like that it was like a cool place i was like but like I was like everybody like always tells me like they have all this stuff to do and I feel like I was like on the opposite side of the spectrum when I was like always like like I said I was like going out playing in trails I was like hiking I was like kayaking I was like fishing I was like doing all this stuff and I was like I have nothing to do here like I was like I really don't know what to do with myself and I was like I feel like I'm in my apartment and then like I go out like I was like I don't go shopping or anything and like I was like I don't know what to do like and that's kind of I felt like like at first when I first got here and then also I was like super broke like uh because i mean all I, I i graduated school like luckily with like no like student loans and like a couple thousand dollars in my pocket um but like i was like that's not gonna get me very far like uh and um yeah so i was like kind of lost so, like and like like broke i guess in a sense, um and i was like this place is so expensive like, uh, I, was, like I can't believe this like you, you can ask molly she was like very like she's like i don't want to hear about your because I'd, whenever I'd go over tolls, I'd be like, this is crazy. <laughs> I was like, I just paid $15.
1: <laughs> I got to get my money's worth. I'm yeah, going to stay yeah. past the toll for a bit. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was like, I was like, we got to stay out here yeah. like a few days at least. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, but yeah, she's like, I don't want to hear toll talk anymore. That's what she called it for a while. And, uh, but yeah, after a while, um, I just kind of like jumping around and working like some odd jobs. And, um, um, and then after a little bit, uh, and that's kind of why like we first like jumped back because uh, to, to Miami. We eventually moved back down there, and then back up to New York. Because um, like at first, well, one, I was like, I was like, I don't really know what to do. I was like, I'll, I'll come back to New York, I'm sure. But like, because uh, it definitely grew on me a lot and stuff. I was like, I was like, but I still don't like know what I'm doing. I guess with my life. Uh, and I was like, this place is like too expensive for me to like figure it out here. Um, and. Um, So I was like, I'll probably go home for a little bit. And then also at the time, a a new Nike store was opening down in uh, Miami. And Molly went down there to help um, aid with that and work there. Um, So then we lived in Miami a little while and then moved back up to New York.
1: Um, Getting back into your running, I guess, what did you find ways to adapt to New York in terms of just your running style and what you really enjoyed at the time, because it's like, you can go to Central Park, but there aren't really the the toughest hill you'll get is, uh, Harlem Hill. And then you'd really have to go all the way up to Van Cortlandt to get any sort of like real, you know, trails with those brutal hills. So it's like you had to go out of your way from time to time to get what you had adapted to.
0: Yeah, and so that's definitely what I still kind of do. Um, I like to go up to like Rockefeller a lot, mm-hmm. or like Bear Mountain. Um, I run in the Palisades, like um, there's like a trail down the cliffs. Um, but then also, like I found like a lot of cool stuff in Central Park. Um, so I have like different routes that I do. Like I'll run a lot in like the North Woods, and then like through the grass, like fields, and then um, down like the bridle path, and then like through the Ramble and stuff, like in the middle of the park. Um, and then I have like a few hills that are like super, super, uh, super <laughs> sharp. Uh, Like really steep. And uh, uh, there's like one in the Northwoods that I call my ultra hill. And it's just like a super sharp, like uh, steep hill um, that I try to like run up and down a few times. Usually when I'm on my runs, it's kind of fun. And also it's, uh, uh, I feel like good for like ultra running.
1: Yeah, you must have like the most like non traditional Strava segments for like yeah. Central Park than the usual people will do the six mile loop or the shorter ones. What's that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Why did did he swim across the the reservoir? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah you are gonna have to teach Leanne, I guess, some of those hills before the trials. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> um, so New York to Miami back to New York. You are still racing and you are running marathons. Is there one that stands out in particular during that time period, or up to date now, really?
0: Um, so yeah, so actually, when I first moved to New York, uh, when I first met Molly, she actually knew I she didn't know I, that I ran um, for a while. Um, and actually, my first time like really running was at the Brooklyn Mile, which is cool, um, and kind of like really got me into running because um, I took a step back even when I I went back to Florida. Um, and yeah, so I was just like going on runs with her for some time, and then she she's like, oh, like they picked her as like a captain for the Brooklyn Mile, and what uh, year was this? It was like the first four year. Years I was ago a captain too, like 2016 or something. Yeah, yeah something like. That. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and yeah, so uh, she was like, oh, like she's like, there's this cool thing like Nike's partnered up with this. Um, she's like, if you can run like a certain like mile time, like uh, she's, like, what do you think you can run a mile in? And I was like, probably like. 440, maybe. She's like, you liar. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, dude, you don't really understand like what's going on here. Like, uh, she's like, you, you probably, if you're lucky, you might be able to break five and stuff like that. I was like, okay. I was like, well, you can just put me in whatever you think. And I was like, trying to describe it to her. And then, uh, like, I went out there and I ran like I think like 427, uh, and it was like very painful. <laughs> and because uh, uh, I went out like too flat and then came back like 227. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but yeah then after that kind of kicked me back into running um, and actually one of the first marathons that I ran was uh, my hometown marathon and so I would probably say my hometown marathon which is Space Coast Marathon and then also um, the New York City Marathon is probably my favorite uh, our favorites Um and that's just because I feel like one, my hometown marathon, like that was like always like a big race in the community, and I was like always like so excited. It's like something I have seen since I was like younger that I was like, oh, it's crazy. Like if I won that one day, that'd be like the coolest thing ever. Um, and the same thing I feel like at New York, uh, which I didn't win New York City Marathon, <laughs> but uh, uh, it was just like so fun, just because I feel like uh, now being a part of like the New York City like community, um, it was just like lined with people. Like one, the whole race way was like line of people but then I feel like every mile I would just like see a person or like people that we know from like different boroughs and different run clubs and stuff and they are just be like whoa like freaking out and it was just like the funnest like the whole time and then um, just like finishing like you know like in the park and everything and so I would say those two marathons are probably my all time favorites.
1: The funniest part to me is the fact that I don't think Molly ever thought to Google you because it's like these results could come up yeah. <laughs> not,
0: not everyone's you <laughs>
1: Um, two part question here. How many marathons have you run now?
0: I actually don't know. Um, over 15, uh, probably, definitely um, over 15. Yeah. I've, I don't know how many road, mar- cause I've run like a mixture now of mm-hmm. like trail marathons and like, like above marathons and then like, um, a bunch of road marathons. Um, but I don't actually know my exact count, but I would say probably, I would say probably over 15 maybe.
1: Wow. Um, And so that was going to lead into just me wondering what does, for a lot of people who are listening to this, maybe they've only run like one or two marathons or maybe they'd never have run a marathon before because 26.2 miles sounds like a long distance. It is a long distance and it could be scary to some people. It's kind of daunting for you. What are your feelings towards 26.2 miles? I mean, it just seems like it could be a casual jog for you in the morning nowadays, but when you look at your watch or something and you, you cross that point during a run, what do you, what do you think?
0: Uh, I mean, I feel like it's still like a daunting thing. Um, for sure. Like, uh, like, I don't know. I feel like it's never one of those things where like I come at it and I think it's like, uh, I don't know. I feel like I've run a lot of them and mm-hmm. I think they have progressively got easier in a sense, um, or I've just like learned how to like react better to them. Um, but it's still like i feel like any time anybody like gets to the line and finishes a marathon it's still like a great task like um or like a great accomplishment um, even if it's like you hit your goal you didn't hit your goal whatever just cuz i feel like i mean so much can happen during that time frame and it is still very just like i mean difficult overall um, so that's what i'd probably say i still think it's like a i guess daunting task overall but uh um, has progressively gotten a little easier but uh it's <laughs> still like i feel like yeah nothing to like sneeze at or anything. Do you think your success
2: in specifically the New York City running scene led to like maybe now that you run for NIAC and working for ON, do you think it was that
0: visibility that brought opportunities to you? Oh, for sure, yeah. I think so. Um, I think, I mean, since being in New York, like, I mean, my visibility, I felt like just like in the running scene has grown like very drastically. Um, overall and um, so I think yeah definitely it has like aided me with um, a lot of like my successes and um, stuff overall and I I mean I feel like honestly like I mean just and also running in general has I mean I feel like led me to almost everything in my life for the most part Um, but yeah I definitely uh, would say I credit New York to a lot of it as well
1: so kind of to stick on just your marathoning for a bit Last November in Philly, uh, I saw you running at the Philadelphia Marathon. Uh, I turned to my teammate Ryan Welsh at the time, and I said to him this this phrase that cracked him up, and I think it's just so true because watching you last fall and just like all the results, just clicking off, you know, these marathons. How many did you run last fall? It was like four.
0: Yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And. I said to him, I turned to him when you passed us. At that point, like it looked like you were hurting. Philly might have been like the one where you may, maybe have been hurting the most. No, uh, you looked Chicago. great. Chicago, Chicago you were hurting. I was tested. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you went out with Galen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: Uh, so in Philly, you actually, yeah, you were pumping your arms, and you ended up running a pretty solid time. I said to him, I was like, David Kilgore could pull a sub 240 marathon out of his ass on any given weekend. <laughs> and I think it's true sub 240 easy for you <laughs> uh,
0: I would say yeah, probably, yeah. like <laughs> from the results yeah uh yeah just because like I don't know like um yeah I feel like I've I mean I've never It's crazy I can't believe how bad I like I mean I felt in Chicago mm-hmm. and I I can't believe I actually broke 240 there um but well that was
1: um, also you put yourself in the pain by going out with the leaders you, oh, you were yeah. you were with the pros through what 5k
0: yeah, probably like right under 5k, like a few miles. And Why? I went out in like 4.30. Why? <laughs> um, so like overall, like I was like, I feel like I always go out conservative, which is like probably smart in a marathon. And I was like, I was like, I'm like up on this line. I was like, you know what? I was like, maybe once I should just like go for it. I was like, I'll probably like pay for it. I don't think I'm going to compete with them at all. I was like, but maybe if I like get out there, I was like, I kind of like run myself into like a really fast, like first 10k or something. Um, that I can like pull off the brakes a little bit and kind of roll into a faster time D- did not work at all. <laughs> like, I hit like two miles and I kept trying to slow down, kept trying to, sl- and then by like half marathon, I just like I hurt so bad the last half marathon. It was just, like the worst.
1: And it was raining. That was a rough day. Yeah, <laughs> well,
2: that, that's one of the things that I think about you the most is that I've seen you completely exhausted many times like at in Chicago at in the Orchard Street Runners 30 in speed project. How do you manage to keep running when you're that <laughs> dead and that
0: exhausted? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for the most part, like um, Chicago, I feel like it's like a, I don't I, I wanted, I guess to at that point, I wanted to get to the line because uh, it was like kind of important to me just because, I thought it was like a big race, a world major. And I was like, this is something that's like pretty important to me. And I thought it's like, I don't know, it's cool and a big deal. And it was like, I wanted to, I thought accomplishing that too, just like a big deal. And, um, to me personally. And, um, and then also sometimes like, I feel like sometimes I'll be in a, in a race and, uh, I'll also be like, Oh, this, I don't, I guess I don't feel like that it's like worth it or whatever. Um, but overall I think, sometimes I like, I'm like, I'm not going to like not do this. I need to like, definitely it's good to like humble yourself. I feel like, and also just like, I was like, I need to finish this either way. I can't just like drop out just because I'm having a bad day. Um, and I was like, I can't just like always do that. So, um, but also like, I feel like in OSR, um, same thing as like special to me in a, in a sense. And then also like, I was like on a team, uh, with like, uh, Jack and stuff. Uh, uh the guy that was pacing me on the bike, I feel like so I was like, this guy's out here too. He's like spending time with me. Like I'm not gonna like just like drop out on him and stuff. And the same thing with. Uh, I feel like it was like a different sense, but really my favorite thing about running overall, I guess, is um, I just like being like competitive, um, which is like fun. Like I just like to race. Um, and that's kind of I guess like what I realized more um, as I kind of went along. It's like I don't I care as much about its times, but it's just like fun to be in the mix of things sometimes, or even like if you're like further back, like in New York, maybe like. I was, like, battling still, but I was, like, battling for, like, 30-something, not, like, Mm -hmm. first. But, like, uh, um, but in the Speed Project, was a different sense because I felt like I was, like, um, I was, like, part of a team, and I was, like, that's all I thought about because I feel like times in ultras, like, I'll have run that far, and I haven't eaten, and I feel, like, really sick, and I need to eat food. But that whole day when we were racing, we, like, raced that French team for, like, 80 miles jumping in and out of the car, and I didn't eat. And now the other people on the Team ate, and I didn't realize it. Like, I was just, like, and then by the time we, like, ended up breaking and they started pulling away, everyone was, like, do we feel terrible because, <laughs> yeah. like, no one was eating all this stuff. Uh, but, like, I feel like in the sense of that, I was just, like, it was, like, awesome because I was, like, not thinking about it, and I was, like, I just had to get out, and I, like, want to also, like, be a part of the team and, um, and just, like, do well for the other people, so. Um.
1: What's the most tired you've ever been after a race? Because, I mean, there's we've seen you broken after the OSR 30 and it even made the New York Post, like the uh, the quote by Joe Donato, who was the first guest on this podcast, said, it was like, we broke David Gilgore. And it was, uh, it was just crazy to me just because like a lot of people have never seen you in that element, but I'm sure there's been moments like that in the desert during the Speed Project or on the, in the trail somewhere, it's that moment where you were sitting on the rock from the, in that very first trail race that you had, you've, what's the most tired you've been recently, at least
0: recently, it would probably be actually OSR. Uh, that was definitely like, um, just really hard. (laughs) 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 That was like a hard, really hard, uh, finish for me. Um, probably overall, I guess my life, it would probably be the speed project actually. Like, um can
1: you like i guess like tell us a little mean, it's a two day long race but in in short just what what happened that made it so tough
0: Um i think it was just like the constant like it was like more of a i think it was like mentally draining as well but uh yeah just like one i didn't go into it as like prepared as i should i actually i fell off like a ledge on Mount Monadnock, um in the end of December and I like fractured my leg <laughs> um, and yeah, so I fractured my leg and then I ran the Bahamas marathon and then I ran the Miami marathon in the middle of the Miami marathon, my leg like, I guess fractured um, and I like couldn't put any weight on my leg uh, or like hurt really bad. Like I couldn't like run. And um, then I was like super upset. Cause I was actually working in film at the time and all I had, I was like working a ton of hours. And all I was thinking about was, like, getting out of the film um, and just, like, running a bunch because I wasn't able to run as much as I wanted to. And then I was, like, had a fractured leg. And uh, so for, like, a week, uh, I was, like, running around, like, hobbling around, like, on these trails I really wanted to run in Miami. <laughs> and uh, I was, like, I don't care. And then, like, uh, after that, it kind of, like... But it, all in all, like, it ended up me uh, leading into the speed project almost. But I had, like, a month of, like uh, or like a few weeks I had like the, right after I was like kind of like recovered, I had the New York city half, which I signed up for. And I kind of just like went out there and ran it. And then it was a speed project and then Boston, but overall what I was, uh, most excited for just because like, I don't know, like sometimes you have individual races, like, um, but like I was saying before, like I was like on this team and people invited me to be there. Like, um, I definitely don't want to like, you know, I I don't want to be like the anchor. Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to definitely like perform well and like, compete with those guys and help out and um so i think yeah just like in that moment i think it was a mixture of that um and then also uh it was just yeah it's like so hard just because it was like mentally and like physically taxing just like running all those miles the first day and then coming out it's like a lot of start and stopping and then coming out and uh uh actually like racing somebody for like hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Like it was like doing quarter mile repeats Oof. for like eighty miles with like five <laughs> people. Like uh so you're just like jumping in and out. So it was like and everyone was just like, we can't like let up, I feel like, uh, kind of mindset. So it's like really like taxing overall. So I think that was like the most tired. And like the photographer there that was like shooting us, uh Emily, she's like, So I really wish like I took a before and after shot of because like uh She's like, you look like so different because I like lost like a significant amount of weight because I put on like a little weight I think from like the injury, and then like uh, I also got like significantly like tanner. <laughs> like uh, I was like beach bod for you know <laughs> twenty eighteen. T- <laughs>
1: wow, that's one way to get the beach bod. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, it was uh, that was just like so hard because I think it was like a mixture of like mental and uh, physical attacks.
2: Yeah. Um, switching gears a little bit, you've been able to make running now your job. And that's something that you do on a day-to-day basis with On Running. So what does your day-to-day look like working for On?
0: Yeah, so my day-to-day is like, I just kind of, it always changes a little bit um, just because do a little bit of everything where um, the, the job mostly consists of like, I mean, going into like retail partners, um, uh, taking like the staff members out on the product, um, merchandising stuff in the store, whether it's like putting up like new like, designs and stuff and um, merchandise to make sure everything looks clean and nice. Um, Doing events and then also um, helping them in general, like sell out, just like work alongside of everybody. Um, And yeah, so my day to day kind of always varies, like I could get up like one morning and like be pretty early morning, have like a big clinic, buy everyone breakfast or go for a run with everybody, let them try the shoes. Um, and then by the afternoon I could be like done um, hit another couple of shops and like do other things like I was saying like either help them on the floor or merchandise the shop and then uh, another day could look like I start later in the day work a little bit on the floor and then have like a big event at night or something like that and um, uh, but yeah it's kind of nice like I guess it like fits my lifestyle um, definitely better um, than what I was previously doing and then also like it's definitely nice to have the flexibility of kind of like a little bit of like roaming around even though it kind of I guess takes a toll every now and then, but it's nice to be able to like, I have like some cool parks that I can always jump into. And it's like nice to also like having a love for trails to hop out of the city a little bit more. I heard
2: a story and I don't know if it was about this job, but that you ran a trail race and you smashed your head open and then didn't know where you were, but finished the trail race. They stapled your head together and you went to a job interview like that.
0: And yeah. got the job. Yeah, it's true. Was it this job or it a previous this job. Job? Okay. It was the previous job? The previous job. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually like, a, I guess like a, like a tech rep, but on like a really like low key basis. It was like with Smart World and Arcteryx, and it was kind of like just like going to the shop and they like give me like a, but it was like very rare. Um, so it was like a more of a part time job, um, but I actually didn't know at the time. But like. Uh, uh, yeah, I was in a trail uh, marathon and there was like a low hanging tree or like a tree that had fallen across the trail. So it was like kind of at a diagonal slant and I had like a baseball cap on and I was like running in the trail um, and I saw a giant tree because a lot of people were like, how did you run into a tree? And <laughs> uh, and uh, so like I duck under this giant like log, uh, but I didn't see that there was like this sharp like knob where a branch had broken off and it just like stuck me in the head um, and it like like cracked my neck back and I like fell on my butt on the ground. Um, but at the time I was just like, I was like, dang it. you know, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, it just really felt like someone punched me in the head. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that didn't like, it was like annoying, but it wasn't like, oh my God. Like uh, And I go to stand up and I my head goes down and like blood is like flowing all over my face. And I'm like gushing blood. And at the time I didn't really know that your head does that. And uh, and uh, so I was like super scared. <laughs> like, uh, um, so I'm like walking down the trail. And I'm like putting my hand, and like blood's coming down like all my arms. I'm like covered in blood. Like, uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm like walking down the trail. And then um, like five minutes later, because I was actually in the lead at the time, and uh, this guy's screaming. Um, and he's like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And the guy comes up. His name's Ben Nephew. He's actually a really big trail guy, or whatever, in, like in the Northeast, and. Uh, he's like, he's like, oh my God. He's like, I saw like a pool of blood and I've been like falling your blood down the trail. <laughs> and, uh, so he was like, uh, he was like nice enough, um, to, and I was like, Isaac, like, I feel okay. I was like, I'm like really scared though. Cause I feel like I'm losing a ton of blood. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, uh, and he was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you are <laughs> yeah yeah basically, and uh, he's like it's okay like he's like take my like beanie and he like gave me his like beanie and hat or whatever and I put that on and I put my hat backwards. He's like, all right, let's just like walk down the trail. And then after like ten minutes, I had like a little bit of longer hair at the time too. And um, after like ten minutes of walking with him, um, I kind of like felt my head a little bit. It still felt fine. In uh, my hair I was still bleeding actually But my hair was like Kind of like thick And it like matted it down So I was like Dude I'm not like bleeding anymore And um, So yeah So I was like Let's run And he's like uh. And then I was like Let's just run Come on Like I don't want to walk out here And uh, So then we go running And uh, we ran together for a while And we get to the next aid station Because there's only one other aid station uh, It's at like 17 and a half Or something And We get there And I'm like covered in blood <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like this guy needs aid.
0: Yeah. And they're like, Oh my God. Like at first they thought I was like kidding around or something. Like anything is real. And then I was like, Oh no, like it's real. And then, like, uh, I was like, it's my blood. And,
2: I'm afraid to take my hat
0: off. And, uh, uh, but then they're like, "Oh, well, we'll get a park range and all this stuff. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, I, I'm fine. I was like, I want to finish it. Like, you all this stuff. And, uh, I actually don't know what ever happened to the pictures but then we like posed some pictures and he acted like he was like punching me in the face and like all this <laughs> stuff and it was like really funny. Um and then but yeah, we finished the race together and uh uh so yeah, we both went in and uh, it was awesome for him to I mean run with me and stuff like that. I mean cuz he could have just been like see a bloody guy, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go win the race <laughs> like Wait, uh, so you'd
1: you'd been winning the race? Did you didn't win.
0: Well, I race. mean we co-won, I guess. So oh, wow. like yeah. Um, and we went in together and um Yeah. And then when I got back, um, everyone's like, Oh my God. And, uh, so there's like a nurse and then there's like older doctor and, uh, he's like, um, she like pulls me aside and she's like, Oh, like you can either, basically you can take like a, an ambulance or whatever. And we can take you to the hospital and get stapled up or this guy can do it. And uh, I was like, I don't want to take an ambulance because I didn't have like health insurance and all this stuff. And, um, then she like comes over to me again and she's like, please like do not let this like older guy like staple your head together (laughs) because he's like, it's like, don't let him do it, please. Like for me, she's like, I'll take you to the hospital if you need to. And I was like, okay. So then we like go to the hospital and they like staple me up or whatever and, uh, back at it. And then I went to a job interview like right after that
1: and got the job.
0: And, uh, I, my hair was like kind of fluffy on the sides or whatever but like it, on the top it was like mostly like bloody and hard but I put a hat on so it looked like I was fine and, and then the guy asked me like he's like oh how did the race go because I told him I was like going to come after a race and I was like oh it went like pretty good and then I kept talking to him and I was like oh you want to see something crazy you know <laughs> And, uh, so I take off my hat and I look like Frankenstein, you know, and and he's like, oh my God. I was like, yeah, I ran into a tree. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Oh man.
1: (laughs) That is amazing. (laughs) Wow. Well, you got the job. Congrats. Yeah. Um, is that the most brutal injury you've suffered on a run?
0: Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah probably I probably hope so. <laughs> probably the most gruesome looking, yeah. Um, but yeah, probably. I was hit by a car, too, one time. Um, you have to tell us that story. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> uh, but I was on a bike, actually. Okay. Um, I was racing my friend in high school, and um, uh, I was, like, on a road bike, and he's like, oh, you want to race the last mile? And I was like, yeah, let's race. And so we like, I, like, take off, and I pulled a little bit ahead of him. And I was, like, a junior in high school. And um, I, it was, like, in the winter time, It was, like, December something. And um, I go to turn around. And I'm, like, on the other side of the road with oncoming traffic. Um, it's, like, in my neighborhood. I was, like, I'm not from, like, a huge place. Mm-hmm. And uh, But a car passed me. And when I turned around, they turned in front of me. And I didn't have a helmet on or anything. And I was, like, probably going, like, 30 miles an hour. Um, and that was it. Like, I slammed into the car. I, like, ripped the bike in half. Um, I broke my face, um, and I was like on the ground, like seizing and like all bloody and I got knocked out. So I don't remember any of it. And uh, I broke my shoulder, like fractured my wrist. Um, this woman owes you like
2: millions of dollars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And I like destroyed her car and, uh, uh, like with my head and, uh, <laughs> and, this is crazy. And, uh, but yeah, like right here if you like in certain light like uh, my cheekbone's actually bigger on the side a little bit you can kind of see um but anyways uh yeah I go to the hospital and I don't remember anything um but I just like, woke up in the hospital and uh, I was like super banged up um but yeah. it's
1: incredible just that you've been able to just be pieced together back and you can run again <laughs> it's oh man um well Anyway, you are getting ready to run at a world (laughs) championships after all of that. Um, We're catching you. We're recording this on uh, Monday, June 3rd, and we're going to release it, I think, uh, next week. But tomorrow you board a flight to go out to Europe because you're competing at the 2019 world championships for, what is it, the 50K trail?
0: Yeah, 50K trail championships. Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, what is what was the selection process like? And then ultimately what's it like for you to put on a team USA uniform?
0: Oh yeah. That's amazing. Like, um, like, so the selection process is like slightly different of course than like traditional like track and all that. Um, so basically they have like a USA championships, um, every year. Um, and so the person who wins the championships gets an automatic bid. Um, so, they already had one in 2019. The one was like later in 2018. So this year was a little random in the sense of like, they were kind of closer together. So you could run two before the race, um, mm-hmm. uh, or the world championships. Um, and yeah, so the two winners of those who get automatic bids. Um, and then usually like if someone who is on the team on the USA team previously and had performed really well at the world championships, they usually let a guy, a person or two, uh, continue to compete if they want to accept to be on the team again. And then they usually put, um, a bid or two to select, um, other, other athletes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was like lucky enough to get selected, um, in like a bid position cause I finished third and fourth at the USA championships the last two years. And then, um, yeah, I'm so pumped to put on the USA shirt. Uh, I mean, it's definitely like, uh, I mean, it's definitely a dream for sure. Um, definitely something that I've always like aspired to be or to to one day like attain to compete at like a world championships or to compete at a world level, at, I guess, like in, in running in some aspect. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely a really cool and unreal feeling. Where is the race? It's in Portugal and um, it's like Miranda do Corvo. This weekend? This weekend, yeah, so the 8th. Oh, mm-hmm.
1: So like by the time this airs? You would already have run the race. So congratulations on winning the world championship. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, so if we kind of like look at the map, at a map of the world and places you've run, I mean, recently you've been able to get out of the United States more. But if we go all the way back to the beginning of this podcast, when you were talking about being a kid from Florida who had only left the state like twice now you've been able to go and running has taken you to so many different places. Um I guess where, where are some of the most beautiful places that you've gone uh, to run with? And I guess because this is a podcast, can you describe them?
0: Oh yeah. Um I would say, well, one of my favorite places was definitely in Moab. Um, insane trails are like magnificent. Like the scenery out there is like insane. Um Just beautiful, like red, like stone, like, like arches and like huge, like canyons and, um, just beautiful. Like it, it looks like almost like beach sand kind of, but it's like red dirt or like clay. And, uh, but it's like very like nice to run on. So it feels like really soft, but it's still kind of firm. So you're not like slipping around or anything. Um, but it's like endless trails out there, like, so like beautiful, like remote and, um, amazing. And another place I'd probably really enjoy is, uh, uh, my college roommate is from Kauai, Hawaii. Um, and that was a really like magnificent place to, to run as well. Um, just, uh, there's a really cool trail. It's called the Kalalau Trail. And it's like a a very like sharp, like, um, I wouldn't say it's like a ridge, I guess, but like, it's like a single track on a very big ledge. Um, but that's like actually my favorite type of trail to run. Um, just in the sense of like, I really like the single track and then it's like really beautiful because you usually have like some like mountainous stuff on your side and then you have like a beautiful gorgeous view on the other side Um, and that one's really cool because you kind of go in and out of forests and then it leads to a secret beach like about 11 miles away with this huge waterfall. Um, and you can like drink out of the waterfall and um, that was almost like my first experience at like some kind of ultra I guess but we didn't like plan to do that we planned to run out there we didn't think it was going to take as long it was like two hours because <laughs> like the terrain. and by the way we were coming back like me and Pierce were like like oh my gosh it's terrible <laughs> like we are like he's like I'm so dizzy I'm going to sit down <laughs> and we started eating like fruit and stuff out of the tree which is like crazy because it's like beautiful paradise and um uh, so that was another one and then just recently I was in um, in Ireland um, with Molly and that was like so cool I ran the Cliffs of Moher mm-hmm. and another like pretty cool single track along beautiful cliffside
1: where do, where would you want to run like what's a place on the map that you haven't hit yet
0: I really want to go to um, Peru yeah I think it's cool like uh, like the Inca Trail and stuff like that it looks like really cool iconic
1: mm-hmm. um and so, kind of like for for you, are you like what what other future races do you kind of have like on a on a list of things you'd like to check off down the road? Like, is especially with the ultra and uh, the ultra scene, Western states is like the biggest one in the in the U.S. where they treat it as like the Super Bowl of of ultra running. Is that something you want to do?
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's something definitely I want to do um, down the road, and something I want to try to dabble in, I guess, a little bit at the end of this year, um, possibly running something pretty long, um, maybe up to that distance, 100 miles, uh, uh, just to kind of get my feet wet a little bit and also maybe like get the qualifier. And then hopefully next year I can try to, um, one, I'd probably put my bid in to just see if I get in. And then also I would like to try to race uh, for like a golden ticket or something at uh, another race to... To try to get into the, the 100 mile race. Um, but a 100 mile race is definitely something uh, I want to check off my list. And uh, I don't know if I'd want to go above that, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think that's probably uh, at, at right now, at least that's kind of where I want to cap it. But it's something I definitely want to do and uh, experience. And I feel like a big challenge and something kind of new that uh, I haven't totally embarked on yet, even though I've run like ultra racist.
1: Yeah, because I feel like just from the people that, I know kind of just fairly close uh, that I'm close with, like I know some of the members of the Coconino Cowboys, which for people listening and aren't familiar, it's a training group of the pretty much some of the best ultra marathoners in the world who happen to all be friends living in Flagstaff, Arizona. They go into the grand Canyon and they run, you know, ridiculous, you know, workouts in the Canyon. Um, and so they're some of the world's best ultra runners uh, and I kind of just like, I've always thought it was like, what would happen if we just dropped David Kilgore, who is to a lot of New Yorkers and people who follow the Orchard Street Runner races, or you're the person who they associate with that sort of craziness and that sort of grit with New York City and like the ultra races. It's like, what if you take that city kid now, he's a city kid now, yeah. and drop him in the Grand Canyon? How would he do? And so I've always been curious. It's like, what could David Kilgore run right now in the, uh, like rim to rim at the grand Canyon. And so it's kind of just like that exploration is something that is so awesome that running has given you.
0: Oh, definitely. Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, I would, I mean, definitely love to go and work out with those guys. I mean, those guys are like huge, like top caliber, top, top caliber guys. Um, and I mean, I'm definitely a hundred percent sure they would put me through the ringer. Um, but yeah, it'd definitely be like a cool experience to go out there, and um, it's definitely something I always wanted to do for sure—is check out the Grand Canyon and uh, do that, do the courses they run day to day, and um, um, but also, like yeah, like I said, like uh, those guys are like pretty savage, and uh, I definitely would have some work to do. I feel like if I was out there,
1: and so all your eggs are in the ultra and like trail scene, right? Because I have always also thought you're kind of like a very. High, uh, I'm. I hypothetically think about David all the time in terms of just like how talented he is, how talented he is, and like what he could do with running because you can run really long and for a long time, and you can also run really fast at shorter stuff. If you decided to say, "Hey, you know, for six months, I just want to focus on the marathon," or not even six months, but give it eight months, maybe even a whole year, just focus on the marathon. Do you think an Olympic trials qualifier, which it would be possible for someone like you? Whether it's going for it in the half marathon, where the qualifier is sixty four minutes, or in the full marathon, where the qualifier is two two hours and nineteen minutes, your personal best in the marathon right now is two twenty eight. Two twenty eight. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's less than ten minutes to cut off.
0: Yeah, I think it would be possible. Um, it would definitely be have to be something though. Like, and I've kind of I guess like, gotten a little bit more into training a little bit, like in the sense of like workouts, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit in the last like few months. Um, but I feel like my, my main problem is, um, that one, uh, I feel like it's been like that for a little while now. Um, just because even when I was in Florida, like a lot of people were like, I don't really understand you. Um, <laughs> uh, like, but I feel like it's still kind of similar just because I don't do anything of that specific. Uh, I still have like pretty good speed, um, which like pulled me along in Florida where I was able to like do some like really good workouts, like in the, fast sense. Like I was able to do like, um, I think we did like 12 or 14 by a quarter with a, quarter, a minute rest and I was able to run like 59 or 58 <laughs> seconds. And, um, uh, but then, uh, I would move up and, uh, to like a long run and I'd be able to like rip on the long run and be able to like grit it out. But then kind of that middle ground and that's still is definitely somewhere where I'm like, kind of like more shaky on. Um, and it's like harder for me. Uh, and that's like running like four thirty to like five minute pace or even probably like the 5.10 pace, uh, that weird realm is somewhere like I never go. And it's probably because like um, I can run something short and it's not that uncomfortable and I can run something long and it's not that uncomfortable. But me like running by myself sometimes and running that pace, I'm like, eh. like uh, <laughs> so it's, uh, uh So some of it's, so sometimes like I have to like start doing that more and uh, practicing it, I think a little bit more to kind of like get my times out. It's something I'm trying to like work on more now as well because I think overall it'll help me just, in running in general.
2: Kind of a follow-up to that is so you said that some of your best workouts or even the most fun you've had have been when it's a little bit less stressful and, like, you kind of burned out in Colorado. Do you think you are consciously aware that you still want to enjoy this, that every decision you make around running, it has to be fun and you still want it to be enjoyable because the minute it gets to be, you don't want to burn out again and kind of lose your passion for it?
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I definitely feel that way. Um, in that sense, totally. Um, and that's kind of like, I guess like where I'm at too. Like that's where I guess I do not do that stuff as much. And it kind of like, it's taken me, I feel like almost years, like since I even moved to New York to kind of even like slowly get back into like, um, to even now, um, where I was like, even when I first started, I was like, all I want to do is race. Um, when I first started racing again, when I was first back in New York, when I did the Brooklyn mile or whatever, and then it kind of led to me like racing more. And I was like starting to just put in more miles and then up to like, I feel like almost now where I'm like, okay, like I actually kind of want to do start doing workouts again. Um, which sounds kind of like goofy, but like, I feel like I have like some kind of like, uh, like I don't want to say like PTSD or anything, but like, uh, uh working out on the track sometimes. So I kind of like almost like refuse to do that for a long time. Uh I feel like almost like very anxious a lot of the time when I step on the track. And I feel like it's like uh just like years of doing like brutally hard workouts mm-hmm. that were kind of like over the top of my head that I just like blitzed out. And then now my body's kind of reminded when I go out there I'm like, oh my God, like <laughs> I'm about to like throw up, you know <laughs> like uh, <laughs>
1: Before we get to the final questions, I think Leanna has one more.
2: Oh, yes. This is very important. Uh, I know that you have very specific eating habits, and they're not always the healthiest, and that there's uh, a secret sauce <laughs> that you're more, f- more famous for. So can you tell
0: us about the secret sauce? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Break the secret. Break the the secret. secret.
0: Um, So basically, it's not, I mean, I feel like it's not the big deal, but like uh, (laughs) it's like uh, I first started doing, I don't know, like in like Florida kind of. um, And it was like cereal mixed with like chocolate chips, peanut butter and milk. Um, And then uh, more recently, it was like, I feel like it's like more of a healthy, I guess, alternative, (laughs) but I added fruit to it. Uh, uh, but I like blueberries and like strawberries and like, uh, granola, chocolate chips, peanut butter. Um, but it's kind of stuff I just like liked, I guess. And I combined, um, but overall I feel like my diet is like kind of moderate, but like I try not to monitor it too much. Um, just cause I feel like it's like, like kind of stressful. And then I feel like I'm like really active. So I feel like everything usually kind of like burns off and I kind ever, of active, yeah. Like, yeah. like, uh, <laughs> like, uh <laughs> Whenever I'm trying to like eat super clean, I feel like it's, uh, I just feel like terrible. Like, uh, like I always. I'm eating salads. I'm gonna get like ripped, like all this stuff. And, uh, like three days into it, I'm like, dude, I need to eat like a whole cake. Cause I feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> like, uh, I feel like I'm not eating like, enough. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> final questions we ask every guest. What is your perfect day in New York look like? <sighs> Start to finish.
0: Start to finish. Holy cow.
1: Yeah. Take us through where, where would we go? Uh, where would we eat? Yeah.
0: Hmm. That's a tough one. Uh, I'd probably say, does it have to be right directly in the city?
1: No, you could take us anywhere in New York. Yeah.
0: Um, I say, I guess it would start three different ways. Um, I'd either go for like probably at like 9am or something like that. Uh, I'd start like a run. Um, and I'd either run at probably like Rockefeller state preserve, uh, in central park, or out on uh it's like quam i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but it's a state park out in long island uh really nice trails i'd probably start um one of those places i like kind of like that uh median time of like not super early but uh kind of like a nice nice run in the morning you get to wake up a little bit um after that uh love to like grab brunch or something um and uh probably like i mean preferably with like friends and stuff um and then kind of after that, like I would definitely just like, I guess like love to walk around and explore the city. It's always like fun. I feel like, yeah, you can't like, I feel like there's always something new popping up in New York. Um, so I feel like it's like always like fun to either like just get on a subway and kind of like cruise around the city, um, check out some new things you have not or uh, really just I guess like go and relax like in a park or something. Um, and other than that, like uh, big fan of like barbecues and beaches, and uh, uh, can't ever go wrong with those. So um. it's
1: such a relaxing and chill yeah. day. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> I love it. Uh,
2: yeah. Next question is: What is your favorite pizza place in New York City?
1: Like for a slice, that's the important part. I think it's for a slice.
2: I don't know who made that rule.
1: Well, because like some people have picked like uh, places that it's like you have to get the whole pie. So. But then they've like been like Okay what about a square Like can I get a square slice So <laughs> we're going to go We're going to go slice From now on slice. New rule on the podcast
0: There's like a couple good ones um, But it's I'd probably have to say sc- Only one Scars
1: Okay oh. the popular pick Yeah
0: You just went there last week
1: Yeah we were there last week uh, What are your top three then Like if there's other ones
0: Um, Defar Dafar like Defar's pretty good. yeah I haven't yeah. had that one Um, And then uh, Patsy's
1: Okay I haven't had that one either I'll add them to the list <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you, I think you mentioned some of the state parks, but what is your favorite one? You only have one run to do in New York, your last run in New York. Where is it?
0: Oh man. Probably Central Park. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's like really nice to go out the trails, but I feel like yeah, Central Park is like definitely, uh, definitely a spot now. Yankees or Mets? Yankees.
1: Is that just like a... Well, I guess because you are like uptown, right? Because yeah, I
0: actually live like half a mile from Yankee Stadium. Um, but I, don't, I actually don't really like for that much. Uh, <laughs> See, I, was I don't know anyone just such a It was such a
1: firm answer. I was like, is David a Yankee
0: fan? <laughs> But also, yeah, also like Molly's family, a lot of them are like Yankee fans, and uh, I feel what? like I'm more like from New Hampshire. I know, right? How uh, dare she? Uh, <laughs> her mom is like from, uh, or like her, a lot of her mom's side, is like more of a, from New York, um, and then her dad is uh, definitely so he's like the oddball out. So he's like Red Sox. So everyone's like cheering for the Yankees. He's like socks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> what was it? What was that like? I guess when when you had met Molly's parents, uh, because you had met everyone else so, yeah. <laughs> when was that
0: that was great um i can't remember actually when it was um but i met them in the city um uh, after I, like i kind of came back up um after because uh, i went back down for like a trail race section like huntsville alabama I was in florida for like a week and then uh, moved back up to new york and i was like gonna find a place um but i met them around then but it was awesome it was cool like um got along with them pretty well like right away um yeah, talked to her dad a bunch about like outdoors. Like really outdoorsy guy too, mm-hmm. and uh, talked to him a bunch about like animals, like national parks and stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, so it's just kind of it's it's the funniest love story I think I've ever heard. <laughs> um, and it's awesome. Uh, I guess what is one question we should ask our next guest, which we haven't determined yet, but the question that was asked to you from Lucy was, "Do you ever get tired?" And I mean, the answer <laughs> seems to be yeah. yes, but it's very difficult.
0: Yeah, for the most part, like I'm very like uh like high energy and stuff like that. And then for the most part, like even um I'm like, oh like sometimes I tell myself I'm like so tired I can't wait to like relax and like, all this stuff and I'll like go sit down and like like, oh my gosh, I don't wanna do this. And then <laughs> so, like i like get back up. But like uh, so for the most part I feel like I guess it's like more on the I guess hard side of things. But yeah, I definitely get tired.
1: Okay, so actually Jess Movold is going to be the next person that we record with. Her episode's going to drop before yours because it'll be it'll come out on Friday, but we'll ask her your question during our live show. Uh, so what question would you ask Jess?
0: Hmm. Let's see. What's your favorite activity to do outside of running? I like that. That's a good
2: question.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely ask that. All right. Well, I think behind daniel Wynn, you have gone on for the l- second longest time on this podcast and it's been a blast i'm sure this could have gone for like two or three more hours with just so many stories i'm sure you have from like the trails and just getting lost in the woods i'm sure but david this was a pleasure
0: that was awesome thank you guys so much for having yeah. me thank you
1: stand clear of the closing doors please Thanks a lot to David for sitting down to share so much of his life story with us. And a reminder that this show would not be possible without the support from our sponsors. Don't forget to sign up for the New York Roadrunners virtual pride run 5k. It's free. It's challenging and it's always good to get a uh, virtual race done because you get to see where you stack up against runners from your community, from New York and from all around the world. So, uh, Check that out at nyrr.org slash racing slash runners of NYC. Again, you can find the link to that in the show notes. Uh, And as always, thanks to you guys, the listeners, for the continued support. We appreciate it every single time that we see you guys post uh, screenshots while you're listening onto your Instagram stories. Uh, So continue to do that, and we'll repost it on our profile And lastly, as always, I will make the ask, please consider leaving a nice five-star review on our Apple podcast page. Uh, You can do it while listening on your iPhone. And uh, positive reviews allow for us uh, to move up on the charts and allows for other people to discover the show. And if you're interested in sponsoring the show or have any suggestions for possible future guests or want to share your own running story with us, reach out to us at runnersofnyc at gmail.com. That does it for this episode. I am your host, Chris Chavez, and on behalf of Leanne, until next time.